Hat Trick Benzema. We're back. Welcome to Did Someone Say Soccer? I'm your host, Nate, and I have the homie Angelito and my brother, Jordan. Say what up, boys. What up, boys? What's up? That's right. We have a hell of a episode today. We are going to be talking. We're going to go straight into Taco Shop. Then we're going to go into Champions League. We're going to talk about the Man City beatdown on Manchester United. And then we're going to talk about some of the heartbreaks that went down in the MLS this weekend. That's right. We have a fun-filled packed episode angel give me some of that taco shop all right so as many of you are aware there was a brawl at the queretaro stadium in which there was multiple deaths Uh, a lot of uh players were beaten not players a lot of fans were beaten um they were stripped down humiliated and um if you see some of the YouTube videos, some of these play, uh, some of these fans were saying that the police that were there were actually helping the the uh, Queretaro fans invade the area where all the Atlas fans are uh, separated by like some kind of cage, and they said that they allowed them to get ambushed, but uh, they had the Queretaro like. Like the hooligans of the Querétaro, the, um, they're called the Barra Bravas, and they allowed them to surround the Atlas fans. Uh, the Atlas fans had not, nowhere to go but like onto the field. So at the 62nd minute, uh, all these fans were rushing the field. There was families. Um, they were hitting everybody. And um, this game was postponed. And after that, there was like a lot of different media saying like oh there's uh so many deaths uh, uh the the liga mx uh and the federation they were uh trying to cover up uh what had happened they were saying nobody died but there's a lot of injuries i think up to like 30 um i saw some of these videos on social media and it looked like they were beating the atlas fans pretty nasty um so i think there was deaths for sure even though they kept saying there's no deaths there's no deaths up to this point, I don't know how many uh, fans died because we're not sure. It caused a lot of problems with uh, the Federation because uh, Mexico uh, national team supporters were saying that it is not safe to play in Mexico. And they were actually saying, hey, you know what? We should get rid of Mexico for hosting the 2026 World Cup because they don't know how to get their shit together. But I'm not sure what you all heard out there in Ohio. Maybe you guys heard different. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, so that was a wild situation. Um, Right off the bat, man, that's just, I mean, it's one thing to be passionate, but to just stop a game altogether. I mean, I feel like we've seen that more and more lately where fans just storm the field and start rioting. Uh, The videos that are out there where you're stripping people naked and you're just curb stomping lifeless bodies, that's that's one thing. Um, Last I saw, they had at least 10 people uh, detained that they had on video. 
uh, it's just it's a crazy scene, man. Watching parents uh, rip jerseys off their kids so they don't get beat up. Like you never want to see that. Um, as far as like taking the World Cup away from Mexico, I mean that's still four four years away. I mean I don't I don't know, man. I mean from the beginning of time, Mexico has always been a tough place to play, and fans in general have always been rough to go there and play it. I mean, that's just something that you expect as a United States fan. If we go to Azteca, like it's going to be a hostile environment with that. It's like on the, you know, background of your mind. I mean, it, it, it puts a little bit of a, like, a you know, do I want to go there? But at the same time, how do you punish a nation for its league's team? That would be like, if Cincinnati fans riot because they can, they just suck. And, they start beating the shit out of everyone. Are you going to tell me that the USA is banned from hosting the World Cup? Like, it's just something that you can't control. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty wild. We were talking about this, Jordan and I, and uh, there was a, there has been some arrests already, and the Mexican Federation has said that the uh, team owner has to get rid of the team by... I think within a year there he's there's already been some uh, mandates and stuff going on they're trying to take care of this i've been seeing a lot of people trying to push for mexico to be banned from the 2022 um world cup which is kind of ironic because they want mexico to be banned from this but they're willing to go to uh, a world cup where slaves have been murdered for the stadiums that they're going to be playing in it's it's a it's a crazy situation and I can understand that how uh, United States fans are scared to to go there when they play within what here pretty soon the World Cup qualifier so that should be very interesting to see what happens then all right let's talk about some Champions League Angel your boys took the beat down to RB Salzburg 7 to 1 and R through on goals 8 to 2 to the next round. Liverpool lost 1-0 to Inter and but are through 2 to 1. Man City tied Sporting 0-0 but are through 5-0 and Real Madrid came back and won 3-2-1 against PSG and are through to the next round, 3-2. Boys, Jordan, what happened? Talk to me oh, about man. the Real Madrid oh, PSG. Oh, my God, I cannot wait. So everyone's been telling me since the beginning of this damn podcast, right, that, yo, you need to watch out for this fool, Kylian Mbappe, right? He's the world's greatest player. He's going to cost half a billion dollars a week. Like, he's the next second coming of Jesus and all that. Sure, he scored two goals. But you know what happens every time that crunch time happens, man? Sure, he won a World Cup. Nobody cares about the World Cup. What matters is Champions League, all right? So every time Champions League big moment happens, he folds. He scored a goal. He sat back. He thought Neymar was going to come through and carry him. He didn't want to shoulder the load of France on his back because he can't. And Kareem Benzema, the number one striker in the world right now, not Lewandowski, Angel, Kareem Benzema, scored a hat trick in 17 minutes. Scored it. Looked, looked Kylian Mbappe right in the face and said, yeah, you see what I just did by myself? Imagine if you were here. 
You know, you take your half billion dollars or whatever, you come play on my team. That's right, not your team ever, my team. I'm the captain. You come play second fiddle to me. Angel Lewandowski hat trick in the first half. God dang, man. I think I texted you and said, show some mercy to RB. <laughs> yeah, you did message me. Um, I was I was watching at work, actually, and I was just surprised because I was like, damn, it's, it's just game just started. It's already 3 nothing, you know? After that, I mean, the game was pretty much over. There was no way Salzburg was going to, you know, come back and score enough goals to help them win. Um, it was a good game overall. Neuer was back, and uh, it showed a big difference compared to the first leg. I think they were probably a little bit uh, too defensive because they were missing a lot of players on defense. But they are looking good, and they're, they're looking at, like they can take on Man City, um, Real Madrid. I don't, don't think any other team um, is playing at the level that those three teams are playing right now. Even though uh, our podcast listener Mikey might say Liverpool is, but I mean I don't think so. They looked bad against Inter, and um, I think those are the three teams we should be worried about. Unless Jordan's gonna say Chelsea's gonna come back and you know take it all. Okay, I have three things to say. First, Brandon Aronson was just too distracted. You know. The things going on at Leeds, he's trying to think about, like, do I want to, like, stay here at RB? Do I want to focus my attention? He's got one eye in the Premier League. He's like, where's my next move going? He wasn't even focused. He's not worried about Champions League. He's got bigger and better moves going on. Second, Angel, you can't even point on a map where RB Leisberg's at, okay? So it doesn't even matter. They're, like, the second fiddle team. I don't even know how they got in the Champions League. Third, we need to talk to your boss if you're at work watching Champions League, man. You need to be shaping the minds of the youth or something, man. What's going on here? All right. So Liverpool end up losing 0-1 to to Inter Milan. Loreto Martinez had a beautiful goal. La Sol. This guy, man, had a freaking rocket Allison could do nothing about. And then what happened? Angel, what happened after that? Nate Boy, Alexis Sanchez, likes getting a red card, which kind of ruined their opportunity to tie the game. Dang, that's crazy. What do you think of the red card? Was it a soft red or was it was it an actual red? I don't know. It looked a little soft. Maybe the refs are cheating for Liverpool. We know they've done it in the past. Yeah. <laughs> kind of suspicious there, huh? Yes, it was. Man City whooped that ass four to one this weekend. Boys, talk to me about this game. What were your thoughts? Yeah, so that game was crazy, man. Tor like that whole game coming down to the last like twelve minutes of the game, I think Man City had something like ninety two percent possession of the, the the ball. Like that's unreal for a derby. Like you're supposed to be the almighty Manchester United and you have eight percent of the ball. That's unreal. Ronaldo was like, listen, you guys want to say I'm the problem here at Manchester United? I'm going to have this mysterious hip injury, so I'm not even going to show up, all right? You guys deal with them, and then when you guys get beat down, you can see that I'm not the problem, all right? Uh, Varane saying, look, you want to make this clown Harry Maguire the captain and not me? 
I'm going to be injured, and you can see how much of a joke he is. Harry Maguire is such a joke, man. It's like watching, like, the Iron Giant run around out there. He's just slow. He's he's just bulky, and he can't compete with these young and fast wingers, man. Um, letting a, Trying to pull a dummy inside the box to leave a wide open De Bruyne, like, what are you doing, man? And their offense looks so stagnant. I can't wait for United to lose all of their youth because they're not getting any playing time. So they can come around, they can sign people like Lewandowski, who's old, past his prime, can't probably score any more goals, and then just be just, you know, fighting for relegation, man. (laughs) Yeah, so Manchester City was dominating this game. It, It was ridiculous. They started off hot, and... When Manchester United tied it, I can see the hopes of their fans, you know, coming back up. They were coming out of their hiding places. Uh, I think um, Derek and uh, what's his name made an appearance. <laughs> they came out of their hiding space. But, yeah, I mean, this Manchester United team is uh, horrible. They They are lucky to be at the place they are in the table. I think most of that is based on uh, the winning they that happened right when Ronaldo got here to begin with. And they're lucky to be in fifth place with uh, West Ham, you know, right there, right behind them. I can see them uh, switching and having West Ham top them, which would be funny to see uh, Man United out of the, the top five. Um, Jordan was talking about relegation, which makes me think of Everton being so low on the table, too, that we have not talked about how terrible they've been Um it's going to be interesting to see if they can stay out of that relegation zone. But I don't see them coming back either. Yeah, this game was just interesting. It was fun to watch. I mean, I, I loved every second of it. De Bruyne, two goals. Mares, two goals. And it's just like, how are you going to leave an unmarked De Bruyne in the box? He just did whatever he wanted. It was... And now, now they're now Arsenal are still have three games in hand on them, and are above them now, which is awesome. Arsenal are in fourth place right now. Which remember, boys, we were last at one time. And what was the whole transfer window this past summer? Manchester United won the transfer window. Remember that. Alrighty, so let's go into the MLS. There were some heartbreakers this weekend. Man, 74,000 came to came to Charlotte to watch Efrain Alvarez put a golazo in there to win 1-0. The crew went up 3-1 and were up a man on San Jose and still tied three to three. Portland tied tied LAFC one to one. I mean LAFC got that goal in the ninety third minute, and then Cincinnati lost to DC United, and DC United was down a man in the ninety eighth minute to a a penalty. Wow. Talk to me, boys. Jordan, what happened? 
Yo, man, that crew game was insane, dude. Watching it, and we were up. I thought everything was good. Zella Rand was looking baller. The buffet line opened up for my man Zardes, dude. And then my kids had to go to bed. I stopped watching. Next thing I know, I look at the, the, the ESPN app, and I'm like, what in the world? We were up a man. We tied San Jose. Tying San Jose breaks my heart. I hate San Jose. Not the team, but just in general, the, the city. So, therefore, I hate the team. Um, <laughs> what I really want to talk about, man, is that there are five teams right now in the MLS that are unscored upon in two games. All right? And they are not your typical teams. All right? We have D.C. United, Orlando, Chicago, LAFC and Rail Salt Lake. All right. So out of those five teams, the one that stands out to me the most is Chicago, because not only are they unscored upon, they haven't scored a goal. What are you guys doing? This must be the most boring games in the world to watch. Good lord. And uh, yo, that Min City Mafia in uh, Charlotte, dude, they're holding it down. That was impressive. They had what a better attendance than what the Manchester's did? Dude, talk about bringing it. It was a fun weekend to watch soccer. Um, the team we didn't mention yet is the team that me and Nate were talking about over the weekend. It was Austin FC. They have 10 goals in two games, and they have only been scored on once. If you watch their game this weekend, they were on fire. I mean, it's different playmakers. It's not like an LAFC where they rely on Carlos Vela to do most of the work. Like everyone was getting in on it. Everyone was scoring. Uh, they look like a fun team to watch. This week coming up, I believe they play Portland. So we'll see how that goes. But Austin is uh, dominating right now. Well, yeah, anybody can look good when you have two preseason games to start your season. I mean, let's be serious. No, I mean, all the disrespect to Cincinnati just because they're the rival of the crew. But, I mean, that's your home opener. Congratulations. And then you're going to go ahead and play those pink flamingos in Miami. Like, come on. Where, where's the real competition? Do it against – you put five against uh, Portland, then we can start talking here. Watch. That would be interesting. That's actually going to be an interesting game to watch to see if they can do that. Um, man, I, I think I really wanted uh, Charlotte to get a goal against Galaxy. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, LAFC tied Portland 1-1, but the the one stat that we're not talking about is LAFC had 25 shots against Portland and only scored one goal in the 93rd minute. Galaxy had 21 shots against Charlotte and then had to have um, Efrain Alvarez come in and score that goal also. I guess uh, we were talking about Cincinnati. Cincinnati actually played very well against D.C. United. They they held it down. That result, that 1-0 um, loss that they had, did not um, did not uh, do justice for how well that they they played that match. I was hoping that they would actually get a, get that dub for how well they played. Uh, a 98, a 98th minute to get a handball and give D.C. United a penalty to score. That's just... Oh man, that's that's heartbreaking right there. Zellerian, his goals, damn. The free kick and then the the one from on top of the 18 that he got in open play. 
Dude's just a baller. So fun to watch. It's going to be interesting to see who starts uh, up front for the crew uh, next game. Because uh, Barry didn't do hardly anything this past game. And then when uh, uh, Zardes came in, he scored right away. It looked very well out there. So that's going to be very interesting. I'm excited, boys. It's going to be a good weekend for soccer also. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we have the Supporter Scarf Cup coming up. Right now, we have 19 supporter groups. Let's get that in the 20s, people. That'd be awesome. If your supporter group is not in this Scarf Cup, get them in there. Send us a picture of your scarf. There are some badass scarves out there that have not joined yet. Uh, I don't know if they're scared or what, or they think that we're not legit, but we are. And we got a trophy waiting for the winner. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I've seen these scarves. Jordan's seen these scarves. Angel has seen them too, and they are awesome. There's some very creative people out there. I'm excited to have this um, the second annual Supporter Scarf Cup again. All right, guys, um, have a good night, and we'll see you. See you. Yeah, I ain't got nothing. <laughs>